Women in White Coats is here to uplift women doctors just like you. Empowering you in your personal and professional life. I'm Dr. Amber Robbins. And I'm Dr. Archana Shrestha. We are doctors, best-selling authors, and the co-founders of Women in White Coats. Now, are you ready for a culture shift where women empower women? Join us to get a glimpse of what life is like as a woman doc. And guess what? You'll discover that you're not alone. We're here to give you positivity and keys to balancing your life. This is the Women in White Coats podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Women in White Coats podcast. I'm Dr. Archana, one of the co-founders of Women in White Coats. And today I have with me um, Dr. K.K. Moody and Dr. Anupama Verma to discuss something recent that happened in the news recently. So, and it, is, it has to do with an ad run by figs. And basically women doctors across the country are outraged by a video ad run by a popular industry leading scrubs company. In the figs ad, a female model playing a doctor reads a book called Medical Terminology for Dummies Upside Down. After the ad ran, women doctors took to social media calling for boycotts of figs and feeling angry about the negative portrayal of women doctors who have been fighting against gender stereotypes and inequity. There was also a lot of outrage about um, the fact that this was a uh, osteopathic physician or DO physician who was portrayed in the um, ad. So as I mentioned, I've got Dr. KK Moody joining in and to tell you more about her, uh, she is a DO physician and also has an MPH. She's board certified in um, emergency medicine. And she's also the former president of, tennis, of the Tennessee chapter of American College of Emergency Physicians and currently is on the board of directors for the Washington chapter of the American College of Emergency Physicians. She was also one of our top 12 Women in White Coat heroes for 2019. And also joining us is Dr. Anupama Verma, who is the editor-in-chief of the Women in White Coats blog and a co-author of the Chronicles of Women in White Coats too. She's a nephrologist who's been practicing for more than 15 years and has lived on four different continents. So welcome ladies, thank you so much for joining in. Um, Kate, how about we start with you? I'd like to hear what, what has been your reaction to the ad and what are osteopathic doctors saying about this? Okay, sure. Thank you so much. Well, I can't speak for all of the osteopathic doctors or certainly not all the women, but I can kind of start with my own personal cringe that I felt when this happened. Um, so to back up a little bit, it was, it was really a slap in the face. And I think it was a slap in the face so much. Hopefully I, I can speak a little bit for most of us. I think most women who have gone through medical school and residency, at some point we've helped, we have felt the sting and the surprise of someone who has said something so inappropriate that they say to us because of our gender or who we are or what we look like, which has absolutely nothing to do with the skill set that we are after in residency in medical school. Um, just a little example that I don't really tell very many people this, but this is why it was such a slap in the face to me that when I was in residency, there was a person who said to me, and I remember the words exactly because it made such an impression. They said, you will never be taken seriously in medicine because you're blonde, petite, attractive, and too nice. I was blown away. 
that someone would say that. This was someone in leadership and I could not believe that they, that would even be in the realm of anything that they would say to me because I was there learning a skill set. I was there to learn to do intubations and chest tubes and all of the things in emergency medicine. And I did, I learned that skill set, and I'm very proud of that skill set. And I think I got wonderful training, but that's still, I think over a decade later, I really hold that as something that was incredibly inappropriate. And it wasn't until later that I realized that other women have had that same experience. Once I posted something on a social media site that just said, I'm doing a talk on um, gender equality and I would like to know if anyone has ever had anything said to you that surprised you that was related to your gender during your training or during your work life. And hundreds of people responded. I, I had no idea because honestly, I thought women's rights were won in the 60s, right? <laughs> I thought this was over. We're in medical school. We, we passed our boards. We are physicians. And how in the world that this could happen in the 21st century was just, it still blows me away. And it surprised me when it happened. And it was from a woman. Oh, wow. And I know. And so only recently I've started to try to forgive her because maybe that was said to her and maybe it was indoctrinated in her. And maybe she thought she was doing me a favor somehow to teach me that, but I, I still think it was wrong, but but I, I forgive her because I feel like there was some reason behind what she said. But so with, with that background, that just sort of explains why it took me almost a decade after training to finally be brave enough to buy pink scrubs. I always had said, as soon as I feel empowered enough and solid enough and confident enough in my in my profession where I don't feel like anyone can even question that I could be weak because I'm a woman, I am gonna just, I'm gonna rock those pink scrubs. I will buy his pink scrubs someday. So I've been looking forward to this for a decade or more. And so finally, scrubs came out with their pink scrubs and I have tons of fig scrubs and I was so excited. It's like, oh, there they are, it's time. And so I'm gonna rock the pink scrubs. So I ordered them on October the 10th and couldn't wait for them to come in. And then two days later, what you just described came out. And it was like a kick in the gut, honestly. It was kind of like, I thought that we, again, like I thought that we were over it in the 60s. <laughs> we aren't, <laughs> we still aren't, because there's still people who wanna stereotype us because of how we look, whether it's female or a different race or a different gender or a different ethnicity or, or gender identity, for whatever reason it is, we each bring to the table something wonderful and no one should be demeaned by an individual or a company and it just I was really surprised and so it sort of took away it took away the excitement and the celebration that I was buying the pink scrubs for and yeah. so it, just on a very personal level for me I couldn't wear them 
because they were not the celebration. I was celebrating empowerment. I was going to wear pink scrubs because I had arrived. I was me. I was feminine me. That's who I am. And I was going to express that with full confidence that I have a skill set that's valuable and nobody can take that away from me. And being feminine doesn't take that away. Our appearance doesn't take that away. And so for me, it was a huge celebration and empowerment. And then, then the kick in the gut came. (laughs) (laughs) And then you ended up sending the scrubs back, right? With a letter. I did. I sent them back because I just wanted, I, I knew that I would not wear them because they were the opposite of the celebration that I was hoping for. And in the letter, I, I doubt anyone will ever even read it. It was just in the bag. I'm sure the person in the mail room will just take it out, throw it in the garbage. They won't see it. But it felt cathartic for me to at least express this is not okay. It's we women physicians have special struggles and we do this flawlessly and it's still the battle is not won. I thought it was again, but it just isn't yet. And so we have so many wonderful people. We have way more people that get it, honestly. There are so many men that get it, so many women that get it, so many companies that get it. So many people get it, but there occasionally there's still that little kick in the gut to remind us that there's still work to be done. Yeah, absolutely, um, Kay. I mean, you know, there's still a massive gender gap that exists in medicine, and on average, uh, women doctors are earning ninety thousand dollars less than their male counterparts for the same work. And even though we make up thirty percent of practicing doctors in the country, only fifteen percent of us are department chairs. And um, Anu, I'd love to hear from you. What are you? What's been your reaction to this ad? And also, what are you hearing women doctors out there saying about this? Yes, and you know, um, Kay's point is so. Um, poignant because when I talk to my some of my women doctor friends they say oh and they own figs and they say oh the company's owned by women so they can't be doing that they don't mean it and here is Kay Dr. Moody telling us about a woman who told her she cannot be taken seriously in medicine because she's blonde and her parents and you know all that so I have to argue back that women can be misogynistic towards women too and we have to realize that we have those boundaries as well as Others that we have to face. And uh, what really annoyed me about figs was it wasn't just one incident or one video. I mean, I had saw on people uh, I follow posted so many videos that seemed to follow a pattern as a series of infractions that they did. Didn't somebody just think these are not right? What are we portraying doctors as women doctors, and even male nurses. And that to me also was bad because I I'm tired of the toxic masculinity in this uh, country that's being displayed by some of our political leaders, by others around me. And I thought that was equally bad too. I mean, depicting male nurses in a bad light as well. The video was similar. So from female doctors um, and male nurses, I mean, those are the stereotypes that we just can't seem to run away from. And this is the 21st century, as Dr. Moody said, you know. We hope you're enjoying this podcast episode. 
Let's take a quick commercial break. Hi, fellow women in white coats. Are you a physician who is dissatisfied in your current job? Have you been thinking about pivoting and making a career move? Or maybe you have realized medicine isn't quite so stable and that you need additional sources of income. Since so many doctors are wanting to pivot in their careers right now, we just hosted a Women in White Coats virtual summit called Women Docs Thinking Outside the Box. You guys, it was an amazing summit. Attendees heard from a phenomenal lineup of guest experts who are all women docs thinking outside the box, living life and practicing medicine on their own terms. They shared their best tips for making a transition into everything from telemedicine and locums to physician leadership, lifestyle medicine and medical media and coaching. We even had experts talking about how to get started in real estate and stock investing and entrepreneurship. Here's what attendees had to say about our virtual summit. Thank you for creating this summit. It came right on time. Definitely relit a fire in my spirit. I'm looking forward to what is coming. Another woman doc said, very informative and uplifting. One of the other attendees said, really terrific summit. I called a friend in another state and told her, you have got to get in on this. She loved it too and found some great out of the box ideas. And finally, another attendee said, I have multiple tangible ways of diversifying my income now as a woman doctor. So best of all, my friends, that as a result of this summit, Women Docs took action on these new ideas and are now on the path to living life on their own terms. So even though you missed the live launch of this summit, you can still gain all the wisdom and insight by watching all the recordings. Just go to womeninwhitecoats.com forward slash virtual summit and get registered today. Now back to the episode. Thank you to our podcast sponsor, Doximity. With more and more healthcare workers quickly looking for new telemedicine options, there is now a new and easy solution. Doximity Dialer Video is the simplest way to perform a video call with a patient. Here's how it works. Using the free Doximity app, enter your patient's phone number and Doximity will send your patient a link to join the call. That's it. Doximity Dialer Video is HIPAA secure and the best thing Your patients don't need to install any other software or apps. Doximity Dialer Video, finally, a simple, secure telemedicine solution for you and your patients. Find out more by downloading the Doximity app or by visiting docs.im, so dox.im forward slash video. That's dox.im forward slash video. All right. Getting back to the podcast. Enjoy. Yeah, and we're in 2020. We're in the middle of a pandemic. 
Um, we women doctors are out on the front lines and, you know, overwhelmingly all these healthcare heroes are overwhelmingly female when you account for the fact that 90% of the nurses are female. So we're really out there on the front lines of this pandemic, many of us risking our lives. And it's just so um, shocking to see us being uh, portrayed in this way. And it really shows how much more needs to be done. Um, the FIGS company is not owned by uh, physicians or, uh, or the co-founders are, are not medical from my understanding. Um, and to be fair, they have taken down the ad and they have pledged um, uh, to donate $100,000 to the American Osteopathic Association. But I'd love to, you know, just to kind of share their side of, of what they've done in response, because, you know, now people are there's a lot of uh, hashtags out there about boycotting figs and people are posting pictures of them, uh, of cutting off the labels from their figs, figs uh, scrubs. But um, Kay, I'd like to come back to you. I, I just let's talk about the whole osteopathic aspect of this um, ad because the badge that this female um, model was wearing uh, had the credentials of Dio on him. Right, right. Yeah, so, um... We've come so far with DOMD, you know, many years ago, maybe 50 years ago, people thought it was kind of a different training. But, but again, in the 21st century, we are so melded together with our training that they've even combined the residency programs. And so I'm not really sure if the marketing people at FIGS had any idea um, or even looked it up. I don't know what their education is. I don't know what they know about DOs, but it, it seemed pretty lacking in knowledge of what a DO even is to portray them reading a dummies book, uh, medical terminology for dummies. I mean, medical terminology is certainly way less than what we learn in medical school, obviously, but it, it was just, again, slap in the face and demeaning um, I don't know, it, it, it kind of struck a chord with my MD colleagues as well, because we all work side by side. And half of the time, I don't even know who's the DO and who's the MD. When right. I did residency, um, there were six DO residents in my class and six MD residents in my class. And honestly, I didn't even know which were which because we were all the same. Right. Um, yeah. And it, it wasn't until I was, I remember being in the academic affairs office at one point in the, my final year of residency. And I looked at the head of academic affairs and I said, oh, I noticed on his coat, I didn't know you were a DO. And he said, you didn't? Well, I am. <laughs> but it's just funny because like we are MDs and DOs are the same. We have the same training. We can do whatever specialty we want. Um, but it just showed, I feel like, lack of education on what a DO is by their marketing team. And hopefully part of this $100,000 that has been pledged by FIGS to the American Osteopathic Association will help with both gender equity and awareness and PR for the osteopathic profession because of course the public some people know and some people don't 
Yeah, I, I completely agree with that, Kay, because I've worked alongside many DOs for many years and I have incredible respect for them. I mean, I really don't even feel any difference. I'm an MD, but mm-hmm. and, and I've had many DO colleagues, some as attending, some, you know, I worked alongside them, you know, in the ER. Um, uh, who are also consultants. I mean, it's it's like for us, we all feel like we're all on the same team. We really don't differentiate one from the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just kind of shocking that, I, I guess I didn't even realize that um, that my DO colleagues are sometimes facing the, this stereotype. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, and, and I've seen that now a number of um, male DO doctors have come out to speak out against this whole FIGS ad and also apparently some other things that have happened in the media where um, DOs have kind of been put down or lesser than um, MDs in, in some uh, prominent uh, media and news media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't think that it's a common thing anymore, but just in the recent news, it, it sort of became a thing. And I have to wonder if maybe that is what prompted figs. I'm only guessing. I have no idea what, I, I keep wondering, what were they thinking? Like, who were they even marketing to with this commercial? I don't, I, I haven't spoken with anyone that thought that that would be a good idea. Yeah, in, in reading some of the news coverage, uh, CNN wrote an article about this whole figs ad controversy, and apparently the co-founders said, it, you know, this just happened to fall through the cracks, They're, they need to look at their systems, they apologized for running the ad, and they said they didn't really mean anything by it, but that's what they said to CNN in the reporting. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, this just all raises the larger question of like the gender inequity, the different inequities, even, you know, the, the DOMD kind of difference or stereotype that's out there. And um, mm-hmm. and I guess let's let's kind of close it out. I'd like to hear Anupama from you and then from Kay about like, you know, what can we take away from this? What lesson can we really learn from this whole figs ad debacle? Yeah, I'm think, I think that first of all, the lesson we learned that there's still misogyny that we have to, you know, fight against. There's still stereotypes of women doctors and, uh, of course, deals as well that we have to work. So we have work to do. That's one message that I, I took away from this and that we still have some ways to go in spreading, you know, the, the message of uh, gender equity and uh, erasing stereotypes in our profession. And I think um, the second message is that we can, you know, fight, we can um, vote with our, po- we can do things with our pocketbook, don't buy figs anymore, uh, write to them. And we should, I know people, some people say there's other issues out there that are more important. No, every issue is important. Every issue hurts. I mean, it was like a kick in the stomach. It's like a kick in the stomach as we can see to hold those whom it affects. And we all have to do our part little by little. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Great points, Anu. How about you, Kay? What kind of lessons can we take away from this? Well, I agree. And just having anyone just, I guess the overall arching message as well is kindness. Um, Being the butt butt of a joke never feels okay. And for anyone to stereotype anyone for any reason, first of all, generally it is wrong. You can't put groups of people into buckets. We are not factions. We are not all the same if you just look a certain way that doesn't make you exactly like everyone who looks like you and so I feel like this was number one it's stereotyped a group of people 
it's stereotyped women and it's stereotyped DOs. And it used that stereotype to make them the butt of a joke. And I guess they thought someone would think it was funny and it would be great marketing. But it backfired because honestly, being the butt of the joke never feels okay. And it's never funny. And if someone wants to ultimately say, oh, well, it's just a joke. How many times have you been the butt of the joke? And then someone further shamed you by saying, oh, you have no sense of humor. Just why are, you know, it's not okay. Stereotyping is never okay. And making someone the butt of a joke is never okay. It's unkind and it's hurtful. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree with that, Kay. And I also wanted to say, Kay, I hope you do get a pair of pink scrubs, maybe from another brand, um, <laughs> because I, um, you know, I, I, you mentioned that the reason you wanted to get the, the pink scrubs was because like you finally felt like, okay, I'm respected for me yeah. as the physician, regardless of my gender, no matter what colors I wear for scrubs or whatever it may be. And that's the truth. Like you are an amazing um, physician and so are you, um, Anu. And the thing is that regardless of what we wear, we should be respected um, regardless of our gender, regardless of, you know, it's, it's, we all have this really great training and we are fully capable of taking care yeah. of our patients. And, um, you know, and, and in fact, I actually believe that as women, we kind of have a superpower in terms of we're really yeah. great with connecting with patients on a very human level. We have yeah. a lot of empathy and compassion. And in fact, there've been some studies out there that show we um, actually have better outcomes for our patients in some arenas. So no, no dig on our male colleagues, they're ph phenomenal too. But we've got, um, we've got to really look at it, maybe turn, turn this situation around and, and say, as women doctors, we are amazing. We're providing fantastic service to our patients in our communities as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you ladies for talking. I so appreciate it. This has been a wonderful discussion. I'll talk to you guys later. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Bye. Hi there, Women Docs. We hope you've been loving this podcast and feel uplifted at the end of each and every episode. If so, we would really appreciate it if you could give us a five-star rating and write us a positive review. Those reviews help us get the word out and help uplift and empower more women doctors. But you know what? We'd love to meet up with you in person. So head on over to womeninwhitecoats.com and sign up to become a member of our supportive tribe. When you do, you will be the first to hear about meetups in your area as well as upcoming live events. You'll also get our latest blog articles and podcasts delivered straight to your inbox. And you'll be the first to find out about the next time we open up our virtual Doctors Lounge, an online membership community created just for women doctors, where each month we run masterclasses with guest experts and masterminds on topics relevant to women doctors. While you're on our website, womeninwhitecoats.com, order your copy of our number one best-selling book, The Chronicles of Women in White Coats. Oh, and be sure to follow us on social media too. On Instagram, you'll find us at Women in White Coats blog. And on Facebook, you can find us at Women in White Coats. Can't wait to meet up soon.